Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Consulting. Today's discussion is why leaders resist change. You may remember I did a podcast of why employees really do not resist change. Well, this episode is why leaders resist change. And there's a difference. And we'll be talking about that today. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for the episode, Why Leaders Resist Change. You know, there are a variety of reasons why leaders resist change, and there are different types of leaders in different industries that resist change for, you know, different reasons. One thing to keep in mind is Victor Franco, pardon me, says that when you no longer are able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. And so we have to look at, you know, this COVID-19 era, this social justice era that we're actually living in now is producing not only a change, but a transition, right, from one norm to another norm, from one existence to another existence, from one way of life to a different way of life. And of course, you know, you have more uh, remote workers, 52% more remote workers, fewer submissions for businesses is down 40 percent than in 2019. You know, then there's the soaring uh, unemployment filings. Of course, you know, that's changing uh, as of now where the unemployment is beginning to uh, plummet a, a, a little. Right. And so which means that jobs are beginning to open up a little more. So that's that's you know, that's good news. Right. That's on the side of good news. But of course, this whole uh, COVID-19 pandemic produced an economic, you know, pandemic, you know, as well, a financial crisis um, as well. So we want to talk today about why leaders resist change. What is resistance? What does it mean to resist, right? Well, resist means to stay away from. It means uh, uh, to 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 be against. It, it also means to rebel. But now that's when it, as it relates to what change means now that means i mean uh what resist means now you can resist something that is good or you can resist something that is not so good right so it simply means to stay away from to be against and to rebel or fight right against now here here are three things that it actually takes um in order for a person to resist it takes uh, a, a really a, a strong level of commitment, right, to resist. It takes a strong level of discipline to resist. But first of all, it takes a made up mind to resist something, right? So leaders, the way leaders see things, the way leaders make up their mind uh, is or should be different than everyone else. Why? Because of the level of responsibility that leaders have, the level of accountability leaders have, right? For navigating and guiding the body of their agency, company, and organization. So with this level of commitment that it takes to resist, this level of discipline that it takes to resist this uh this strength um as it relates to a made up mind leaders make up their mind differently 
right? The, the, the reason why, again, as it relates to the level of responsibility that leaders have. So I use acronyms and I always say this in my podcast that I don't want to change your vocabulary, just expand your dictionary. So when I use uh, acronyms for ordinary words that leaders and non-leaders use every day, it is to help us to actually see the word from a different perspective. So the word mind, M-I-N-D, I use it uh, to talk about how leaders make decisions, right? So the M in the word mind is mission. The I is information. The N is negotiate And the D is to decide. So when leaders have to make up their mind, right, about decisions that they're faced with, about things that are brought to their table that uh, they have to they have to always keep in mind. They have to sift, right, everything through the mission, right? What is the mission of their company? And not only that, as we talked about in one of our other podcasts, what is the personal vision of the leader himself into, uh, in how he's going to, or how she's going to accomplish the mission, right? Of the company agency or organization. So first thing is you have to sift everything that you get through the mission. Well, the I stands for information, So first, you have to keep the mission in your mind. Then when you receive the information, you know, what what information? So let's take, for instance, you know, as we stated here about, you know, the COVID-19, things that have changed since COVID-19 with the unemployment filings, right, with more remote workers, with the lack of people uh, submitting for you know, EIN numbers, right, for people that are actually left on jobs and then people who were furloughed. And you have the people who were left on jobs are, are, are going through like survivor's guilt, right? So then their friends left, but they will stay there. And it's really attached to how they felt about themselves and how they felt about their friends. And so uh, they they are, are suffering from survivor's guilt. And, and so, uh, you know, all of these different uh, anxieties and expectations and anticipations, right, mindsets that are existing in today's workforce um, that has produced, have been produced, right, by our new norm that has been produced by the pandemic uh, of this COVID-19 and this COVID-19 era that we're living in, we really have to pay close attention to all of the information that is being brought to us, right? So the information comes in the form of just, you know, an FYI, or it comes in the form of, you know, questions, right? But again, uh, it this information is being brought to leaders for a specific reason, and that reason is leaders have to make a decision about the direction, right, that they're actually going to take the directives that they're going to give to their subordinates uh, as it relates to, okay, the information that they're receiving and how they're going to accommodate. Remember, we talked about three mindsets, you know, of of a leader, right? And one of those uh, those uh, mindsets was adaptation, Right. And so leaders who, who are thinking down the line or future, right, who are thinking down the line, who have vision, you know, have to have the ability to adapt 
uh, right. So, so, uh, when you, so if you have the mission in your mind, right, then they're bringing you information, uh, MI. The third thing you have to do is negotiate in negotiate. Negotiate is the balance. You have to negotiate right now within yourself. Um, the, the, the value of the information, right? How critical the information is and how that information affects your uh, bottom line as it relates to the mission that the company, agency, and organization uh, says that it's about and the direction that the company is going to go in based on that mission. So now you have to negotiate, right? So for instance, again, with the un, uh, the unemployment rate, the fifty two percent of more remote workers, right? So how does that affect your company? Here is information. How is this going to affect your company, right? And so then, once you negotiate between the mission of the company, the information that you have received or that you have that you have, now you have to make a decision as it relates to where you're going to go. You have to make a decision of the directives that you're going to give to uh, your subordinates or to your delegates, right? And so, a leader that uh, has uh, the mission in her mind as it relates to the direction that the company is going to go in, right, can give clear directions as it relates to the information because now you have negotiated the information you have and sifted it through the mission of the company and have made a decision that what best reflects the best interest of the, the, uh, the mission of the company. Every decision that you make, it has to reflect that it is in direct uh, a correlation or it is in direct connection and it is in direct uh, 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 in the in the right direction. Right. Of the mission of the company. So what does this have to do with change? What does this have to do with change? Again, remember the three things that it takes to resist is um, commitment, discipline, and of course, a made up mind. So if a leader has made up their mind, and as we just gave you how leaders make up their mind, which is through the mission information, they negotiate, then they decide. If a leader has made up their mind to resist change, why? Why have do leaders resist change? Right? Uh, so that's what we want to discuss today. So we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll get to the conclusion of this. Thank you. Greetings, leaders, and welcome back. Uh, I would like to start this segment off with a quote from Buddha. Buddha says, the change is never painful. Only the resistance to change is painful. And so as we have talked about, you know, that it's, 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 it takes three things, right, to resist. And that is commitment, discipline, and a made-up mind. So now the question is, why would a leader make up their mind to resist change? These changes that are taking place due to this COVID-19 era are inevitable, right? It's just a... It's a natural, <laughs> organic transition that is taking place based on um, this pandemic that is producing what is called a new norm, right? Uh, 
And so, again, leaders, uh, how they make up their mind is uh, they they sift through the mission. They sift the uh, inf- they get the information, they negotiate and then they decide. So the first thing that a, a leader has on their mind is the mission and then they receive information. And then what they do is they negotiate between the two is the mission. I mean, is the information in alignment with the mission of the company agency and organization? Once they balance that out. Right. Then they actually make a decision as to the direction that the company is going to go in. And then she gives directives to, you know, the subordinates that are in the company there as it relates to uh, delegation, you know, and all of this affects how it affects the the products and services uh, of the company. So if the information that the leader is receiving is about change, then what changes are actually taking place, right? And so uh, based on this COVID-19 era that we're actually in here, there are four changes that are really taking place. Uh, There is, number one, there's diversity. Number two, there is increased trust, transparency, and empathy. Number three, there are stronger communications, right, or clearer communications. As my uh, uh, one, one of the the mentors that I have um, and, and, and partner that I have, um, her name is Sherry Therese. She's she's written a book um, that talks about, you know, conversations worth having. Right. And so I strongly suggest that you actually look for that book, get that book and read that book. Right. So but then number four. Uh, the fourth change that is really taking place is there's more technology, you know, conversations and devices that are taking place based on this COVID-19. Right. And that also includes what is called artificial intelligence. And many people look at artificial intelligence as just robots. Right. But then, you know, artificial intelligence is also uh, software. Right. That can calculate, you know, or, you know, this decode algorithms that are taking place, algorithms that are taking place within, you know, the whole digital era that we're actually entering into. So, again, the four changes that are taking place in today's labor force based on this COVID-19 is number one, there's going to be greater diversity. Number two, there's going to be more increased trust, transparency and empathy. Why? Why would the trust, transparency and empathy? Because number there's there's a there's a thing that is called um, survivor's guilt. Right. And this survivor's guilt has caused a lot of anxiety, even some depression. Forty two percent of Americans are feeling down based on this whole COVID-19 situation that we're actually in. And survivor's guilt are, you know, those employees who were not furloughed or even fired based on this whole academic, uh, not academic, but pandemic Right. That has caused an economic downfall in certain areas where the the unemployment rates are high. Right. And then so, again, uh, with this uh, survivor's guilt, some people are still on their jobs who felt like they should have been furloughed. Right. But some of their friends who they loved were furloughed. And so they have survivor's guilt. Right. Or, or they have they're guilty of surviving something that someone else that they know did not survive it. Right. And so, you know, that's so you have to have increased trust, transparency and empathy, then stronger communications. And then number four, more technology conversations and and devices that are going to be taking place in in today's, uh, uh, you know, workplace based on the based on uh, the, the changes that are caused by this pandemic. So. 
Um, what about these changes, you know, that leaders resist? It is the same thing that, you know, why employees really don't resist change, but they resist the if of change, which is ignorance and fear. This is the same reason why leaders resist change right, uh, is the ignorance and fear. Now, why did I say why leaders, I mean, why employees really don't resist change, but why leaders really do? Because, see, the leaders should not be ignorant of why the changes are taking place, right? And the leaders should really not have the fear of why the changes are taking place. But some leaders do, and these are the leaders that are actually resisting the changes that are taking place uh, organically and of, unfortunately are going to take place. Excuse me, whether they want these changes, you know, to happen or not. The, the, these, these leaders are resisting it because, you know, of the if of change, which is the ignorance of you know, the ignorance. They just don't know. Right. What is it that they don't know? The what, one thing that they don't know is how is it going to affect um, uh, their tech? In their company. What is the tech here? Tech is T-E-C-H, which stands for the trust of their employees, you know, of them as a leader, right? Their effectiveness as a leader in the company, um, how it's going to affect, you know, the culture that they're over within their company and how is it going to affect uh, really their hierarchy or their honor within that company? That's not just egotistic. Right. But there's a reason why that hierarchy exists there uh, while we're talking about hierarchy here. Right. Because then for the, the second ignorance that they have is what will they be the heir of H.E.I.R. heir or what would they inherit? Right. Will they be humiliated? Will they be exposed as someone who is incompetent and then eventually replaced? This is the and that produces the fear. Right. That produces the fear. So, again, the ignorance part is how is it going to affect the, you know, the, the trust of the employees, stakeholders and partners even? Right. How is it going to affect their effectiveness as a leader? How is it going to affect uh, their control or their uh, uh, the culture of the company? Pardon me. Uh, how is it going to affect the, the culture of the company? And, and then, of course, how is it going to affect their hierarchy? That is the ignorance part of it. They they have those questions. Right. Those questions is part of the resistance that they have. And then, of course, the fear that, you know, the lack of information or the fear uh, of that ignorance produces, you know, are they going to be humiliated? Are they going to be exposed as being uh, incompetent and then eventually replaced? So that's the why leaders resist change. This is why leaders are committed and disciplined and have made up their mind to resist the change that has taken place is because of the tech and air. Right. You know, the trust, effectiveness, culture and hierarchy. Then the, are they going to be humiliated, exposed as being incompetent and eventually replaced? This is why leaders resist change. Now, we're going to talk about in another episode of, you know, how we can help leaders to overcome, you know, the uh, the ignorance and the fear of change.
All right. So listen, thank you so much for enjoying today's episode of Leadership is Podcast. And I hope that you learned something today. Of course, we didn't give a solution to why leaders resist change today. We wanted to give you the information of why leaders resist change so that you don't ask yourself that question anymore. And if you continue to listening and following this podcast, you know, we're going to advertise why leaders resist change and how to help leaders overcome the why they resist change. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying today's episode of Leadership as Podcast, Why Leaders Resist Change. And as we discussed, there are two reasons why leaders resist change. The first one is how will it affect their tech, T-E-C-H. And the second reason is what will they become the heir of or inherit, H-E-I-R. I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. If you would like for me to do a presentation or keynote your next event, please contact me, jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or visit my website, www.jmleadershipconsult.com and we will respond promptly. Please subscribe to this podcast by using the Anchor app or going to anchor.fm or you can even use Spotify and Apple Podcasts looking for Leadership Is or Jason A. Muhammad. Please follow us on social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Consulting. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.